0: Sweet,
1: One super moment. alive. It's good to know that after all your recent success, Sam, that you still uh, find yourself humble enough to talk to us little guys. That's <laughs> no. so nice of you to remember me.
0: You are not a little guy. I like, no, I'm kind of fat. You're like you're like five two.
1: I actually did. Uh, I had a couple of people from the podcast come up to me, uh, and they were like. Wow, I just pictured you to be like five foot four. Why are you so tall?
0: Yeah, Mike. I didn't expect you to be six three or whatever you are. Six two. Six two.
1: Yeah, I'm tall. Tall and dumb. I think Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. I think Stephanie Paul was the one who said that. She's like, I did not expect Melina Mike to be so short, and I did not expect you to be so tall. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, uh, Mike is uh, Mike is apparently Filipino and. I'm apparently like Eastern <laughs> European.
0: Yeah, 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 like a Albanian at Kankachi.
1: Hey, Shane Tyrese in the chat. Hi, Shane.
0: Hey, Team USA. Team America. America. Oh, I Two do weeks. have your uh, – I
1: actually Two do weeks. have the jacket here for that. Do you want to see it? Sure. Okay. Which one's yours? What size are you, like, medium or something?
0: probably large
1: the team USA jackets I found everybody's except for yours apparently this one must be yours this one is yours okay so you have something neat neat to wear off. so shout out to onboard sportswear who did these up for uh well at least our sponsored players
0: oh wow those actually do look nice I haven't seen them yet that looks pretty good
1: got the USA down the sleeve Yeah, it's
0: actually not bad. Those are
1: sick. Actually, I might not even send this to you. I might just keep this for myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Onboard. Thank you guys very much.
1: Would you be upset if I kept this?
0: Yes. Yes, I would.
1: Probably. I don't know. I might keep it anyway. Who knows? We'll see. Well, there you are. I guess before we get started, let's give a shout out to the people who uh, helped make this podcast happen. Uh, Our sponsors... We just showed off uh, Onboard Sportswear, so props to Onboard Sportswear. We also have Insight Performance Coaching, Billiards Digest, Salado, Find Your Game, Digital Pool, and Horo Tips. And then our title sponsor is Jacoby Custom Cues. And we love Jacoby Custom Cues, so we're going to show you the sweet advert. We love Jacoby custom cues. You will too. I think that's what you're supposed to say, right? Now nah, we do. Jacoby custom cues. I play with them. Uh, lots of actually top players are playing with them now. They're great cues. Uh, okay. And we'll also give a shout out to the Patreons that support the show and allow us to continue doing what we're doing. Uh, so Double Dave Cues, Dave Wiersma, Mo Bashir, Cody Weddig, Ed Ladawi, who's often in the chat, uh, Matt Poland, and Morgan Lupton. We thank you all for your support every month, and that allows us to continue doing what you're doing. If you would like to support the podcast using the Patreon, you can do so in the and uh, any of the. I guess it's. I think the description of the videos will have them, so you can check it out there. And if you want to join the biggest supporter of the podcast for the listeners, you can do it there. All right, Sam, U.S. Open. Overall, yeah, US do you Open. think he had a? Do you think you had a successful or unsuccessful US Open? What do you think?
0: I would say half and half, honestly. I think it was mostly successful, though. Um, I played I played definitely better than last year. I was, I was happy to go farther than last year. I made it to day three. I I started on day two, though. So it was a
1: <laughs> well, you were so good um... that they wouldn't even put you on day one because they knew you'd make it through day one. So they just <laughs> threw you straight into day two, right?
0: Yeah, I I lost my my first match again though. I, I lost my first match first match last year, and I lost my first match again this year. A little tougher draw this year though. Uh, had Fedor Gorst
1: um, on the stream
0: table. On the stream table, yes, table number two. Uh, if you guys want to go watch that, it's on Matchroom. Uh, <clears throat> don't matchroom. don't watch it though. It was it was bad. It was- Skip that one. <laughs> go to your next stream <laughs> match. Skip to the next stream match. Um, but I ended up winning a couple more on day two. I actually I actually felt pretty good on the tables and then went into day three. And you won your next uh, three,
1: two matches uh,
0: on day two? I won my next two matches right. on day two, yeah. And then woke up Wednesday, my birthday, uh, and beat uh, Lohos um, Yeah, yep, yep, yep.
1: The
0: turned big 12, one too. good job. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> turned 17. Uh and then I uh, I won. Yeah, so I beat Loho some in the morning on Wednesday, and then I got knocked out in the evening round, uh, the the losers qualification. But overall, I would say I played I played pretty good. I just kind of just fell apart at the end. I would say just gotta get over that little hump.
1: Well, do you want do you want to talk about that match? Because I don't think it, I don't think you fell apart. I think I think you were sharked uh, into oblivion. My personal
0: opinion. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I
1: mean, don't don't I, get me wrong, because I, I at think- the end
0: of the day, I'm going to use your little saying. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it was my fault. It was my fault. I, I, you know, I played bad, in my mind.
1: You you were up. Uh, am I correct in saying you were up five to two currently? Uh, or when you are playing? So of course you were playing Bj Ushery to get into the final sixty four.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you were up five to two. Is that right?
0: I was up five to three.
1: Five to three. And, and and you had uh you had let's say let's not say it's an easy seven ball, but it's a seven ball you have to make. The length of the yeah. table pretty much he's straight in. You just have to stop the cue ball. Uh, on those pockets nothing's easy, but it's a shot that you probably were supposed make. to make
0: it like ninety percent of the time.
1: You miss it. Um and then from there, I feel like as a as a spectator, because I'm sitting there watching the match, um when you got up to that table, because BJ missed a shot to let you get to that table uh and before you could get to the table he had to have a couple words with you let's just say that uh he, every time bj would miss he was leaving you a shot and every time that you would miss um I, I guess in his mind you were getting lucky and he decided to make sure that as you're on your way to the table that he had to stop you and make sure that you he you knew how lucky you were getting from that moment on like when he stopped you under that table I just I just didn't see the same person in you I didn't see the same player you you, you go on to Mr. seven ball I think you took over that table at the four ball something like that
0: um it was the five ball I think the four, like yeah, I had, four or five ball it was I think it yeah it was, it was the four of the five and I just had to I just had to make it and draw it back a little bit it's pretty simple yeah. shot.
1: but um I mean, I, I think that this is a valuable lesson for everybody that's out there watching. That's the only reason I'm bringing all this up. Uh, it could help out the listener, I think. But BJ, just you know, you're know, you the type of players that you mostly just you shoot your shot, you go back to your chair, and you sit down. And BJ likes to talk to you. Uh, and every time that you would miss a ball, he would make sure to have some words. Every time that you came to the table, he would make sure that he had some words for you. And really, from what I saw, it completely threw you off your game. Uh, I mean, do you agree?
0: What you you, you know, um what do you think? I, I believe that it was still my fault. I believe that that you know it was my fault that I let those words get to me if they you know, I just it's just my fault, honestly. I mean I I think I had that match under control and I I let it slip. Sure.
1: Well, I mean you, you definitely were you definitely had the match under control. I mean you make that seven ball. Um I, in fact, I, I think if he doesn't bring in the the vocal side of things, if he doesn't start like uh, trying to, in my mind, I don't know if he did it on purpose. I think he, I mean, it's kind of hard not to think that he did it on purpose. Uh, but if he doesn't shark you, I think he probably beat him with maybe 11 to, I guess it was nine at the time, right? No, it was a race, race
0: of, to nine. Race to nine, nine
1: yes. I think he probably beat him nine to four, nine to five. I mean, the way that you were completely out shooting him, you were out playing him at the time. Um, you make that, you know, he doesn't get into your head. You make that shot to run out. You're up six to three at the time. You know, is it is it unreasonable to think that you're going to win the Mets set from there? No, but uh he did what he. I mean, whatever you want to say. I guess it's it's a it's a pretty tough lesson to learn at the final to get to the final six or four of the U.S. Open. But I think it's going to help your career in the long run. To yeah, prepare definitely. The time you play somebody who you know can't handle losing without trying to shark the the person they're playing against, but. Yep, kind of is what it is. I, I mean, I, I've I've always, I've had a healthy respect for uh, BJ's game. Um, and he's always been a bit of like a, a talker. Uh, but just, I don't know, I guess call me a little biased, but I'm sitting there watching the way he's treating a 17 year old kid. Uh, and you, he has to know what he's doing. He, he especially has to know what he's doing after your game started falling apart, and he still continued to talk to you every single time that an inning was swapped. I I, I lost a little bit of respect for him as a as a person. It's I just I, I want to bring that up for me. I don't know. You don't have to comment on that at all. But oh, my headset just died. Oh, it's back. Oh, that was annoying. Are you, are you good? Technology is failing me. Okay, sorry. Can I you just hear lost me? That. Yep, now I can. You can hear okay.
0: me? Yes, I can hear you.
1: Hey, we'll give a shout out to Michael Lippman in the in the chat. Got my light. I'm just uh, working on trying to find a scaffold high enough that I can hang it so that uh, <laughs> we can show that off. But a uh, huge shout out to Michael Lippman for uh, sending me over a light or Yeah, definitely. Definitely, shout business.
0: out to Mike Letman. He sent me one too a couple of years back. I appreciate it. I still got it. Still got it over my table. It works extremely well. Thank you very much for that.
1: Yeah, huge, huge shout out. Some of the best lights in the business. Super light. I'm actually kind of surprised how light it is for for how big that light is and how much uh, energy that thing pumps out. It's quite, quite light and quite practical. It's awesome. So uh, yeah. I guess. Takeaways from the U.S. Open. What'd you take away from
0: it? Uh, the tables are tough. I would say definitely. Those
1: things are brutal, man.
0: Yeah, those are those are brutal. I got to get used to that slide of the table. I I wasn't used to it uh, coming in on day one in the mat, in my first match. I I let the the slide get away a little bit, and I got out of line in my very first match. And from there, I kind of got used to it. The tables kind of you know got a little worn and. There's a little bit less slide, especially on the outer tables. The TV tables kind of remained a little yeah. slidey, but um, oh uh, yeah. The, I mean, the tables were super tough. Um, the, you know, the, the whole setup was was sweet though. I mean, uh, I really like the arena, all the matchroom events. I want to start going to more of those matchroom events, those big matchroom events, to gain a little bit more experience in that setting. Uh, but other than that. Um, I don't know. I guess got to practice more. I guess work on that break. Definitely work on the break. I I went back and watched my matches on the stream table, and my break was awful. I got to work on that break.
1: Well, the, yeah, the break the break is tough. It is super tough, right? Um, yeah. You see some of the players. I mean, you never saw anybody really dominate the break. I mean, even even the whitewashing that's coping uh, Chung, which we'll obviously talk about him in a few. Uh, even the whitewashing he put on Aloysius, I mean, he didn't dominate the break. He broke well, but he didn't. I think dominate they
0: said. The well, I don't think I don't know if he broke and ran a whole lot. I think, I, I
1: think he broke and ran either five or six racks, one of the two. I mean,
0: that's still a lot, but um. And I a race they said he went for 11, I think I think it's, they said he went eleven for eleven on the break, though. Made the one in the side yeah. every time.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's that's the magic of this break is uh, I mean even if you're hitting it as good I mean that's about as good as he could possibly hit it. if you're going eleven for eleven how much better can you hit it besides getting luckier on the two ball or um, you know whatever the lowest ball is at that point uh, Yeah, I, he can't he can't break him any better and he still only had an opportunity to run let's say half of the breaks Yeah, yeah that's I think the break is the you know we have these um, and I and I said to this match room, pool form is like probably the most toxic place in the entire internet, maybe short of a YouTube stream, but or a YouTube chat, I should say. Um, but like, there's people saying like, Oh, my goodness, like, these people are making 11 out of 11 on the one ball, this this break is, you know, this break is broken, we need to do something again. And maybe we need to put the, the bottom ball on the spot instead. It's just like, it's so dumb, because even if you hit them as good as you can possibly hit them, you're still like, no, guaranteed to get onto the lowest ball you start breaking that that one ball into the corner uh or you break the wing ball in the corner you put the one back on the spot and you break that one in the corner you can start controlling the rack where the the two ball goes to because there's just no work to be done on making that wing ball the wing ball flies in no problem at all every single time so you can start hitting speeds harder and softer basically just to control wherever the the two balls put in there i mean and these players know these nine ball breaks well enough that they know that if they hit it at 16 miles an hour, wherever the two ball is located, uh, it's going to end up right here or it's going to end up right there. And all you got to do is just hit the rack to make that wing ball and start controlling the speed. I mean, you can't be perfectly accurate with it, but these players are so good that they're going to be able to control that two ball off of that one on the spot significantly more often than you can uh, with the, the nine on the spot. You, this, yeah. this break is This break is golden. I mean, honestly, it's perfect
0: hmm i would definitely it's it's way harder than uh just the one on the spot i mean in a normal match when i played fedor i think he's supposed to break and run five or six in a race to nine and he broke and ran two or three yeah I, me, but then i think the over under on
1: any i think the over under on any given match would be two and a half for me for fedor for just yeah i mean for any of the top players
0: I just think that that break is pretty simple with the one on the, one on the spot.
1: It's simple to make. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, sorry. You talking about? The no, one I was on the saying
0: spot. with the one on the spot. Yeah, oh, with the one yeah, on the absolutely.
1: spot. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I agree. If it's the ones on the spot. The, I, think, I think the nine on the spot. I think is way harder. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think if, if on a race at nine, it wouldn't surprise me if they ran four or five with the one on the spot.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, uh, Cope Chung. I mean. Somehow, I mean, he figured it out. I mean, not really figured it out, but he, he's getting that, he's getting that one in the side, and but still, it's it's still difficult to guarantee a shot. It's very difficult. I mean,
1: I, yeah, I mean the players. I noticed
0: like... when I played um when I played LoHo, some every time he would just try to really make the nine ball. That's all he was when he was. He, you know, he almost had that one ball guaranteed, but that cue ball shot into the nine ball every time. I think a lot of the players are doing that just to kill the cue ball maybe in the middle of the table and send the nine ball to a pocket. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess looking at the format, well, we can talk about the format. Uh, is there anything about this that you might want to change or do you think that would be better if it was changed?
0: I don't think so. I mean, I think the format was as well. I don't, I don't know if it should go from nine to eight, maybe just keep it at nine like when you go to the on the b-side loser side yeah that, that's probably the only thing i would say you know I mean uh maybe I know you know, it's, it's gonna have to be like this maybe maybe not but um some of, a lot of the players maybe I don't know maybe 20 23 players no 20 28 players I think it was got knocked out the very first day I mean you're p- paying a lot of money to just play for you know well one day I,
1: I, and i think that, i think i think that you would agree with me uh on this there are in that 256 player field there are there are 80 players that have no business being there
0: yes yes so and, but I mean, I mean they're still paying i mean i know i know
1: i mean, I mean they're paying I know. knowing they're paying knowing that they're dead money Right, yeah, and they, they yeah. want to get into the box, and maybe they'll draw a Fader Gorse or Joshua Filler or a Shane Van Boning, and you know that's that's why they're coming and paying the money. I mean, they can't be coming and paying their money thinking that they have a chance of doing anything, right? I mean, they're they're yeah, they're just there to have fun. A lot, there's a lot of dead money in that. I mean, I, I saw it, there was like a like a sub 400 Fargo player there, and there's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely. I mean, if you can pay an entry fee to get into it, pay an entry fee to get into it. Like I, I'm not trying to hate on them at all. I'm just, uh if you're going there knowing that you're just trying to draw one of your heroes or just, you know, get in the box and just see what it's like on those conditions. Do we owe you two days? I mean, do we owe you two matches to where you, you have to be able to have a second day. And what's the difference of playing two matches on day one or playing one match on day one and one match on day three, and you're eliminated in two matches all the same. I, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I just, I, I,
0: I, I understand. And, like, I, I mean, no matter what, it's going to be two matches.
1: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's one day or three days. It's it's the same.
0: So yeah, yeah I, don't. I mean, a lot of the people there. I mean, probably, like you said, probably about, I'd say fifty to seventy-five people were there just to have fun, maybe draw their hero.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's think that's probably probably right. I mean, and then there's another handful of players that you know, are in the upper 600s to lower 700s, probably like a player like me who, you know, if, if we got on a run, maybe we could win two matches uh, and have a chance at, you know, maybe getting an upset uh, to, to get into the money. But, uh, you know, I'm probably a favorite to make a second day. I'm probably not a favorite to, I'm definitely not a favorite to make money. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's one It's one of those, if, if you're going to sign up for the event, I don't think that you're, especially in the biggest event at least one of the three biggest events of the year you're there's no such thing as a charity if you're signing up for it don't look for a handout don't say oh i paid you know whatever i should get a third day nah i mean but i know what you're saying and luckily for you you don't have to worry about that because all you do is win right
0: i just i just happy to cash (laughs) you know uh,
1: yeah Take us through your, uh, and of course, we're not even talking about the winners or anything like that yet, but that's because we have you here, and I think that uh, it's important to talk about these things because we need to highlight your career. Uh, take us through your match with um, uh, Sam because a lot of people, I mean, loho Sam's a great player. I mean, he's he what he's pretty close to a 770 Fargo. He's made the finals of a Whirlpool Masters. He's a real player, and you took him down on stream. Tell us about that match.
0: Um, going into that match... Uh, I was, I was nervous, uh, for every match, I'm nervous, but especially when it's on the stream table that, that, you know, really gets the butterflies going, I'd say. Um, but we got going and, and I mean, he was playing, he started off hot and I didn't start off great. I missed a two ball into the side and I was like, here we go again, you know, just like my first stream match. And couple more games went by and I got a little bit more comfortable and it was like all the pressure went away and I just started playing some pretty solid pool and I uh, I think we were I was down 5-4 we were just going game for game I was down 5-4 and I
1: think you were he, at 1-1 2-2 3-3 4-4 and 5-5 five, five, right
0: yeah I think so yeah we were just going game for game and he was up 5-4 and missed a ball And uh, I ran out. He missed another ball. I ran out, and then I broke and ran, and then I I was just super comfortable. But when I broke and ran that rack to get on the hill, all the pressure just came back. I was, I was just, oh my god, oh my god, this is, this is happening, isn't it? He actually
1: like, he actually, well, finish up.
0: And, and I, uh, I went to play a safety up seven five yeah i was up seven five i broke made a ball and i thought i was going to get a shot but i had no pocket went to play safety and if you watch it on the stream it actually looks like i tried to cross bank it and i leave it like two inches away from the hole and he you know easy out for him and people in the youtube chat were like wow what a stupid shot that was why would he go for the bank i was trying to play safety and it turned out terribly i was insanely nervous and um, I was like, "Well, it kind of did look like I was trying to cross bank it. You know, that that would be a dumb shot in that situation." Chuck but um, he he did. Uh, he got out there, and it was seven six. And I was like, "Please don't let him come back and win." And uh, he ended up making. Uh, he scratched. Uh, he scratched when I was up seven six, and I I ended up running out. Thought I wasn't going to get out there for a second. I hit the first shot terrible, and had to get out the long extension and it's just glad to win. I I saw uh, I was up seven, six and I look over and SVB is just watching. I was like, Oh no, I got to get out now. (laughs) And uh, I ran out and I was like, was he watching? I don't know if he was or not, but (laughs) I don't know if he was or not. SVB
1: is one of your heroes, of course, just like every, yes,
0: he is my hero or one of my heroes.
1: So, uh, and i remember you you came up to me after the match you're like shane was there and i yeah. i saw that he was there and on the match winning nine ball i i i shot it like five times faster than i normally would because because he was there and i, I just I, got I, down I, and hit it I, you're like he's, he's like sitting here hyperventilating telling me the story he's like i just got down and hit it because i i couldn't think i was so nervous if, if i took one second to think about it i would have missed the ball so bad and shane would have laughed at me and he's, you're talking like a mile like a million miles an hour. I'm just over here, like laughing my. <laughs> uh, it was funny. Uh,
0: yeah, I I just got down and kind of just poked at it. Honestly, I was just glad it went in the hole.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in uh, Lojo some, I mean, he had a he had a pretty good chance of. I, I think if I remember right, on the the rack that you won, I think he dogged off the maybe the five or the six ball. Uh,
0: I left him a tough shot on the the three ball. I left him a tough shot on the three ball and um, he rattled it. I made it, hit it terrible, played safe, and uh, I think he scratched from there and I ran out. So I don't I mean, I don't yeah. know if he had a, I don't know if he, he had, had oh crap, he did have a, he did have a chance. Think, I think he, he had, had a like chance. Length
1: of the, length of the I left team. the two
0: ball know. in the pocket and he hooked himself. Yeah. Yeah, I did it again. I left another ball sitting in the hole and, Good thing he hooked himself, <laughs> though I was probably going to go hell <laughs> And then how, then how would you feel? <laughs> uh, insanely nervous. Insanely nervous.
1: So all in all, a good event. Happy with it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a great event. I was extremely happy with my performance on, uh, on day two. It was uh, after I played Fedor. That, I didn't really shoot that match. But um, I was happy with my performance, I would say. Final match of that event didn't go great for me. But, you know, uh, some I had a couple people tell me, you know, it's winning and then it's learning. You know, my losses are learning.
1: Hopefully, make you a little bit more resilient next time you play uh, somebody who wants to try to talk to you the entire time and talk to you out of your game.
0: But no, I was just happy to. Gain ex- some gain some experience on those tables. Maybe for the next event, I'll do a little bit better. Sure.
1: Well, uh, I guess move on to the uh, junior side of things. So you you draw. Maybe by Fargo rating, maybe he's the highest. He was the highest Fargo rated player in the field. Cash.
0: Is I believe he, he was. I believe he was. I don't. Laz was probably the second highest. And he, Laz ended up winning the event. Shout out yeah. to Laz, Lazaro Martinez. Yeah, good player. Huge win for there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Great player. Uh, but I think, uh, I don't know, do you want to talk about the junior side at all? I mean, you ended up winning your first match, lost your second one to. Um,
0: Payne McBride.
1: Payne McBride, yeah. Shout out to uh, him as well.
0: He played, I think he, you know, he, he played, played almost right? a perfect set against me. I think he just made one, uh, one positional error and that was it. Played great.
1: Yeah, he grinded that set really well. Uh, his cue ball wasn't the best, but his pop, or he, his he he just made. I, I don't of, think he missed a ball. Yeah, he just. I, I mean, he, he just. Ball. Yeah, he just kept on making a lot of tester shots that could go wrong, but just never did for him. It was good for him. I mean, hitting him good.
0: Yeah.
1: Whoa, you're up to a seven fifteen Fargo now. That's pretty good.
0: Yep, seven fifteen. I I think I went up two points because of the us open i thought i was going to go up a little bit more but then i remembered i got beat 9-1 in the first round <laughs> so that's not going to help it a little bit
1: well you got uh, beat 9-1 and you should theoretically uh have been beat probably 9-3 to so it's not like it was really far off right yeah. he's over 100 yeah. points ahead of you so he should win two to your one so best case scenario if it's going to go up you're going to win or you're going to lose nine to four and then it will go up a little bit or nine three and you go probably down a little bit so
0: mm-hmm yeah
1: but uh so i guess let's let's move on to the winner of course because we've just been talking about you this entire time Ko Ping chung is your u.s open champion and i mean this is where it'd be really nice to have like Pinozo on or jim or ray or something like, you know somebody that's got a little bit more um age to them because this this may have been the most dominating u.s open win at least from the semifinals and finals uh that I've ever seen. Um, You know, is is there another one out there that you could, you could go? And I mean, it's pretty hard to top a whitewashing where your opponent doesn't make a single ball. And uh, I should probably have this off. I think off the top of my head, I think Fader was up five to two and ends up winning and ends up winning one more game. So that means that coping Chung wins 11 out of the next 12 games. (laughs) It's you're talking. I mean, let, let's I mean you can't really remove those seven games obviously because they're right in the middle but you know if you're able to remove those seven coping Chung basically wins 22 out of 23 games against a couple of the the best players in the world that's pretty good <laughs> that's pretty tough action right there oh and now now we lost Sam is he frozen oh no well. I guess I can go through a coping Chung beats fader in the finals um while we try to get Sam back in here hopefully we're able to if not I guess you're stuck with me oh there you are you're back I think you hear Sam are we good I can hear you can you hear me
0: I can hear you. Perfect. Are we good? Yep. We're good. Okay. We're good.
1: I love it when a plan works out. So anyways, uh, back to where we were. Um, yeah. Coping Chung pretty dominating fashion. What'd you think of, uh, Ko's performance?
0: Um, I didn't get to watch the ending of the, the finals match. I was on the plane, but, um, I got to watch a little bit of his, uh, his uh, semifinals against Aloysius Yap, and wow, did he shoot! Amazing. That was that was a performance to watch. I mean, he just put on a pure clinic. Honestly, I mean, couldn't play much better. I think no. if 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 it was the one on the spot break, I think he might have put eleven on him.
1: He really the made he that playing. table look silly.
0: Yeah, I mean, he played perfect perfect
1: i like how your mom is probably three feet from you and she's just throwing you right under the bus in the chat
0: she is she is about she's about three four feet away from me yes
1: sam is definitely afraid of everything everything uh namely uh planes is a big one how was your plane experience did you like that did you look out the window Uh, at all
0: i i had the window seat both both planes um the The plane there was, was fine. They said that it was going to be high winds coming in, and it wasn't bad. I was a little, I was a little weirded out because we were in a cloud, and then like when we were coming into land, we were in a cloud. The clouds were low, and uh, we get out of the cloud, and boom, there's water. We were over the, I don't remember what river it was, the Delaware River, something like that. Uh, coming into Philly, and I was like, oh, my God, we're going land in the water. It would be like, solely. Wasn't, you know. Uh, landed safely. It was a really good landing. But the landing coming back to Chicago, that was awful. You know, the plane ride was perfect for the first hour and a half in the last two minutes. I swear we were coming in like this in the land and not like this. That That was bad. I was – I thought, you know – <laughs> never gonna get to see you again, Nate.
1: That would have been so sad. I bet. Yes. I bet your life. Your your life just would not have been completed.
0: But yeah, long story short, I hate planes, bridges, water, everything, heights, high ceilings. The like high ceilings ones.
1: part of this just I I don't. That's the one I'll just never understand. <laughs> he literally is afraid of high ceilings. Everyone, <laughs> this is this is this is our next Captain America. Probably he's afraid of high ceilings.
0: Like, well, it's it's kind of the same thing, like, when you go into, like, say, for example, like, New York City, and then you stand right next well, to you, you can't even the Empire to State Building. No, it's kind of the same thing, high ceilings, tall buildings. If I look up at, like, the Empire State Building, I will, like, fall on the ground and start crawling.
1: Talking not to Not even people. kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tracy. yes. I'm Tracy, not very let's social. It. Let's hear it, Tracy. Let's, uh let's hear what are what are all of his fears throw them right under the bus in the chat just just crush him
0: I just named him well I kind of threw myself under the bus I you do have more do, probably she?
1: yeah so uh I guess let's let's go through the semi-finalists uh Aloysius Yap and Oleska what a great tournament for Oleska he yeah he played great all actually right, I mean great I mean until he uh, ran into Fader uh in fact I think he had Fader down kind of big in that set too right I, think he had about uh, five I watched. To
0: one. It was yeah, it was five to one. I think it's, I I think it's five to
1: one.
0: I don't know if he won another rack. He might have won one more rack. But um, I watched him in the the last sixteen, I believe it was against Ralph, and he put seven or six on him, like to yeah. start off the match. It was I didn't see Ralph at the table except to get the balls out. I mean, Ralph was not shooting, and I mean Ralph had a great tournament as well.
1: Yeah. Your dog doesn't uh, agree, but I, I don't.
0: <laughs> no, no. UPS is is here. No, they're not actually. They drove right by. But um, they yeah, <laughs> they, they drove right by. But yeah, Alexa had a great event. I was watching him play Fedor in the semis just a little bit, but yeah, he uh, he was playing perfect, and then let's go to see Then hit a hit a little hill
1: yeah i mean as far as my stand or... for the, as far as my standout for the tournaments i would say it's probably Leska for me uh the way that he played uh, yeah i mean obviously obviously he didn't play coping chung level but uh he's not expected to we don't expect him to play that way uh he, he i would say that he probably significantly overachieved what most people would expect of him from a tournament and it's impressive i mean it, we'll, we'll see if he can maintain it or if this is a flash in the pan i mean I remember, uh, was it the Whirlpool Championships? We had the um, the debate about Muhammad Sufi, and we we, I kind of brought up a question like, is this a flash or is this going to be something that continues? And I thought it was a flash. Uh, I know Jim argued that you know he's he's already been there, he's already done that, he's he's a trained veteran, and he's going to be there for the long haul. And I just, I just don't see it. I mean, and I don't. It's think kind of the same of thing.
0: Sense. It's kind of the same thing with uh, Omar Al Shaheen. He made yeah. it to the finals against well, Albin.
1: To be fair to Omar, I I know Omar a little bit. Um, he's had some he's had some life stuff that's kept him mm. away from the table a little bit more. Uh, that I, obviously it's none of my business to get into, but mm-hmm. he's he's had some stuff off the table that has uh, kind of kept Ooh. him away. Um, yeah. But I th- but with that being said, I mean I, I kind of said Muhammad Su- uh, Sufi. I didn't think he was necessarily there for the long haul. I didn't think he was going to be a perennial powerhouse like the Shanes or the Coping Chunks mm-hmm. or the Coping Yis or you know, the Albans or the Jason stuff like that. I, I don't think he was going to be there for every event like that. But I do – I could see Aluska being there.
0: Uh I think mechanics. this is the second time Alexis made it to a semifinal. I think he was in he the has, UK the or UK the European Open. Open. Yeah,
1: maybe the UK Open. I think he had a deep run too, yeah. I mean, he's he's been there, and he's he's been at the, the – towards the tail end of a couple of Euro tours too. So, I mean, he yeah. definitely could play. Um,
0: he might. I mean, he's got a Chance to make the Moscone team.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, they said they said that if he would have won that tournament, if he would have won the U.S. Open, I think he was in.
1: He uh, won well, yeah. And won be, two well, matches. Yeah,
0: because,
1: yeah, because uh, when Fader won that match, uh, Fader was locked in. So whoever have they announced
0: I mean, it yet? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, Fader's locked in. Yeah,
0: Fader's locked in, and so is yeah, Shane.
1: It's, it's after the U.S. Open, so now that um, the U.S. Open is done. So race to the Moscone Cup, FSR. And well, I guess they didn't, according to, um, according to the website, I guess they're not showing him as qualified, but it was after the U S open that they were supposed to announce number two. So maybe they're just holding off on it, but he's 10,000 clear of everybody else. So seems like he's plenty safe. David Alcaide is number three Oh, federal. Yeah. David Alcaide is, uh, Ten thousand behind, and then on the U.S. side, actually Shane is showing up as number one, but uh, Sky already qualified, so Shane passed him up. Well, that's really funny. You sh- you got to check out the um, here. Help, I guess I'll uh, I'll uh, pull this up. The picture that they have of Shane Wolford on online is freaking hilarious. Check this out. They're really uh really kind of crushing Shane Wolford over here. Look at this picture they use of Shane Wolford. <laughs> he's like he's like mid-lap <laughs>
0: yeah
1: how awesome is this so that's fun we got billy thorpe number four shane wolford number three sky's already qualified and shane's in so we, i mean we can already lock shane in as being there i guess shane i going to know
0: how one. shane passed sky though because sky made a deeper run in the us open
1: uh i mean shane wolford won that event and
0: um no, I'm saying, how did SVB pass Sky? I thought Sky was. I mean, I, one. I, I,
1: yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, they they might be pretty close to the same. I mean, Sky didn't make it much further. Uh, one round further. Two. Than Shane. Was Shane lost in the final sixty-four?
0: Yeah, Chang Chang Yonglin beat him.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. But the difference in money for that is probably not that much.
0: Yeah, it's probably like
1: two grand, three grand.
0: Yeah, I was thinking three or four grand. Yeah,
1: yeah, something like that. So, uh, I guess the quarterfinalists will give a shout out to Robbie Capito, uh, Jason Shaw, Max Lechner, uh, Victor Zelinsky. Uh, do we need to go back to the finals? Wow, well, whatever, we'll go back to the final 16. Uh, Daniel Marciol, Carlo Beato, Ralph Souquet. Shout out to Ralph Souquet, it's a pretty awesome tournament he had. Uh, Skyler Woodward. Josh Filler, uh, Miguel Silva, David Alcaide, and Mario He.
0: Robbie Capito is playing solid pool. I'll tell you he, what he impressed me.
1: I watched him play against uh, Wojtek Shevchek, and he absolutely destroyed him. I mean, the way that he was playing—I mean, he was running out from everywhere.
0: I think he was seven seven or six six with Fedor
1: yeah i think i mean i think they were close late uh, I, don't I don't know I don't,
0: I don't know what the final probably. score was see i think it was 10-7 fedor 10-7 fedor i think um
1: Sounds right. yeah 10-7 yeah
0: yeah uh, and i do think
1: i think it was i think it might have been seven seven i think Fedor may have won three straight if i remember right so was that, that was
0: the match that was the match with that that controversial call right
1: Oh my God. What Did you see that? What do you think about that?
0: I think it was a good hit. I think, I don't think the eight ball moved. I actually, I actually uh, slowed it, it did, down. It, so
1: it actually did move. I've, I've seen videos of it, of it actually moving. It does move. So it does. Yeah. And that's, this is why, like, so if, if you listen to the podcast long enough, you know that I do not like that ref. I think he's, I think he's arrogant. I think he's pompous. And I think that he always thinks that he's right. And he and he and he won't even go back to video for a lot of stuff. He just says he's right and he gets he gets things wrong. He gets things wrong, not all the time, but quite frequently. And he's too arrogant to basically say that, oh, I got it wrong. All right, let's let's reverse the call. I've said that a million times on the podcast. With that being said, he's a good ref. He's a really good ref because he's on top of stuff all the time. Stuff like this. I didn't see that thing move until about the 40th time that I watched it. With that being said, I don't – how how can that be a foul if, like, the ball is resting on it and it falls into a divot? I, I just – I don't know what the right call is on that. I mean, even to this day, like, I, I don't know that – if somebody knew that rule and could, like, say, all right, yeah, this is what the call is on that and, like, this is where it's at in the rule book, I'm happy to go with whatever that is. But I don't – I've never seen that happen. Especially in, a, mm-hmm. in an event like this, I, I, do you?
0: No, I, I mean I still have yet to see the eight ball move. I'd like to see that video that you saw.
1: Oh, it, it I mean, it does move. I, I, I saw the video of it. Um, somebody like basically like zoomed it in and they like like slowed it down and it it rocks, but it doesn't rock a lot. But it moves. Uh, I mean, maybe I can find the video of it. Um, I'm sure it's probably somewhere in the matchroom forum, that toxic place. but uh, i mean if somebody if somebody has it um uh available that's watching in that can uh tag me on that video that would be ideal just for
0: would you be able to show it on the podcast
1: yep yeah i can i can i gotta find it though But, uh, no, it it definitely moves. But it moves, like, way after the ball's even gone. I mean, the ball's gone, and you still see it there. And then the the other ball leaves the frame, and then it rocks at that point in time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it it absolutely does. I mean, uh, oh, here we go. I found it. Uh, Let's see here. Which one do I need now?
0: So it's not like the cue ball moves it.
1: No, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll show it here. It's um. Hopefully this works. Let's see here. What am I doing with my life? This one and this one. And here we go. Uh. Nope, not that one. We want this one. Let's see here. This one right here. All right. Here is the video of somebody slowing it down like crazy. In comes the six, the, uh, the six ball moves and there's the rock on the eight ball. That's weird. That's super weird, right? Isn't that tweaky? But you can see yeah. the six ball is gone. The six ball is gone right there. And there's the rock. I don't know what the ruling is on that, to be honest with you. To me, it's like the the six ball moves. The six ball moves first. How can it be a foul? But I guess if you made, if there's something in the rule book that says that, I I mean, so th- like Marcel, I am very, very, very much uh, against him just about in all With that being said, he's a good ref. He actually is a good ref because he's on top of things like this. It took all of this for me to even realize that the eight ball even moved. He was on top of that to begin with. Props to him. But if we could just have that with like a little bit more humble, that maybe you don't get the call right every single time and you're willing to go back and look at things, he'd be the greatest ref ever to play the game. But that's just my opinion. Whatever. Uh, So you you see the eight ball move now, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's just, it's weird because it doesn't look like the, the cue ball moved it.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Hey, we got Mr. MasterChef in here. Do you want to ask him? You want to ask him the question?
0: Oh, that, the question. Okay, voice check. who do you like more, me or Nate?
1: And now we will not say a single thing on the podcast until we get a response. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, so yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I guess uh, Timmy asked the question. There is oh, what's
0: what, what, the,
1: maybe maybe you know this. I don't know what's the rule if a player asks for a replay, because Robbie did ask for a replay and the ref said no to him. Do you know? Um, do you know that? I don't know what it is. I, I
0: don't know the rule. I mean, I I've seen other players uh, ask. <laughs> I've seen other players ask, and. They say yes, you know, we'll give a replay. So I feel like if you're going to do it for someone, one player, you should do it for multiple players, like other players.
1: In this situation, I'm not even sure what – honestly, Marcel's actually probably smart for saying no, only for the fact that this is – so I don't know if Nick Miller, uh, this, the guy that posted that video that we just watched, I don't know if he actually did this himself or if he took this from somebody else who did it. But it took that much zooming in. I watched this live a bunch of times and I never saw it once. Yeah. Uh, is Marcel going to be able to zoom in the way that this guy did on the fly like that and be able to get this video to be able to come up with that? I don't know. Uh, maybe, I mean, you know, if, if I, when I watched this live, I would have said the eight ball never moved. I. I would have watched it like seven times over and I still would have never seen a move. It took this video right here. And I don't know if they could do that live on the fly like that. That would have been a bit of a hornet's nest later on. I I don't know. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a nightmare situation, I guess. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, Michael Litman has it right. I mean, it, they were frozen together, and the eight, the eight ball was stopping the eight ball from uh, kind of falling into a burn mark or a little divot or something, whatever it was. Um, I I just don't know if that's a foul. I I don't I don't see why it would be a foul. But that I mean, it could be something in the in the rule book that that.
0: Uh, I mean, I I think I, if the cue ball's got to hit the eight ball in order I would, for it to be a foul.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would think so. I don't. What I want to oh th- here's an interesting situation. What happens? No, I guess It's like if this was happening in the the eight ball is like leaning into a divot or something like that. The six ball stopped it. The, the six ball was removed, and then the eight ball falls later on. Like let's say you're playing eight ball, and the eight ball ends up falling in behind it. That's a loss of game, I suppose. It has to be. I mean, yeah. If you take I mean, a situation like that. I
0: mean, that'd yeah. I mean, if it, <laughs> I think. I mean, what what would you call it though? Like if, you know, to me, to me, that's a the good cue balls If the eight ball, <laughs> no, I'm saying like if the eight ball is just hanging there, and you make a different ball, not even like on the complete opposite side, and but the eight ball still falls. You're just bringing the eight back up, or is it loss of game?
1: I think the eight ball. I think in that situation, the eight ball comes back up. But. Yeah. Yeah, Me I think too. the eight ball comes back up at that point in time because nothing actually stops him. But this it's a different situation. I don't know. And then, and then, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the the Scott Frost and Hunter Lombardo situation? I
0: was I was gonna mention that. Yeah, I mean, that that was a crazy crazy situation. I because Wojciech don't is uh, agree. Is, he's
1: Dodging your question, I think that means I win by default. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't agree with the ref in that situation with the Frost and Lombardo. I don't. how is the sitting player the ref that doesn't, and then you're going to listen to people in the crowd.
1: I mean, that I I definitely do not agree with. I mean, that is just, uh, listening to people in the crowd. I mean, that is, that's, that's awful.
0: I've always been,
1: especially now that you're able to actually bet on these things. I mean, there are actually lines that take, there are actually books that, that take bets on this. Uh, Mm -hmm. why, why wouldn't you like, Let's say worst case scenario. Let's say the guy that actually made this call is betting on Hunter. Let's say that yeah. that's happening. We don't. I doubt it happened, but I mean, it's it's the situation where um, it, it, it's it's like the situation where uh, there's. I think it was a tennis match recently where like there was basically a bunch of hecklers up in the the stands that were screaming every time one of these ladies was uh, serving the ball, and well, it turns out that the the no, sorry, it was golf. It was golf. Um, and every time they'd take a backswing, they'd start screaming. And it turns out that they were actually betting against this person in stroke play. So, like, they're sitting there being able to essentially affect the outcome of the of the match just by being able to be an idiot.
0: Yeah. Who's, and, to,
1: who's to say that Hunter couldn't have had a bet on him? And that's why the person went with that.
0: Yeah. And another thing, another thing about it, though, was there was multiple fans saying stuff. One side of the crowd was saying he didn't touch it. And then one side of the crowd was saying that he did touch it. And then you're only choosing to listen to one side of the crowd. Kind of just seems a little off. I don't know. Um, and this, I mean, I don't think that the player sitting in the chair should be the ref. I've always been, well, you know, it's always been called the shooter. What,
1: this is what it comes down to. Ultimately is. matchroom tried to have a ref at every single table. And, I don't want to get into Matchroom's books. I don't I don't know what they make. I don't know if they're they're printing money or, or if they're letting money on fire. I don't know. Nobody knows. Anybody who thinks that they know is an absolute knobhead who doesn't have any idea what they're talking about. They just have a keyboard in front of them. So they think that everybody needs to know how smart they are. Matchroom might be lighting money on fire. They might be printing money by the boatload. Who knows? They tried to have a ref at every single table and they were not able to pay them enough to be able to justify uh, having them avoid, that's an inside that's an inside story with Voytech and us. Yes, printing money. Uh, he's the full house king, but uh, they tried to do that and it just didn't work out for them. And so they stopped doing it and now they have one table or one ref for every four tables, every pot of tables they have one ref for. In the future, I would like to think that they're going to be doing well enough that they're going to be able to get back to the point where they're going to have a ref at every single table, Uh, maybe even two. Because I think back in the day, they actually had one ref per four pods, and then they had one assigned scorekeeper uh, to every single table that was keeping score and doing the shot clock. I mean, this, the situation to me, it's like, yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. It had to be Hill Hill. Of course it had to be Hill Hill. Why wouldn't it be Hill Hill? Just add the most controversy you, you could possibly have. Uh, But with that being said, I mean, it's like, it's, I just hope that it's not a, an issue going forward because you're able to, to pay these refs enough to be able to be there. And maybe, yeah. maybe match is like, all right, yeah, this, this was a bad situation. We need to probably speed this up a little bit. That's, I don't know. And then you have a marcel on every single table hopefully maybe not marcel yeah Yeah. but (laughs) so i i don't know it's 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 uh, who knows at the regardless who knows uh yeah hunter lombardo is getting absolutely dragged through the mud is it warranted i don't think it's warranted uh if 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 it's warranted it has to be because you think that he's lying because if you think that he's a nit for calling a foul, I mean, if Scott if Scott would have hit the wrong ball first, is it a nit for calling it then? Or if he would have scratched, is it a nit for calling it then? It doesn't matter. A foul is a foul is a foul is a foul. If you're going to foul, you're going to have it called on you. It, it's stupid to say, well, this professional player shouldn't call this foul because that's more of a nitty foul than this foul. A foul is a foul. It doesn't matter. You're playing in the U.S. Open, the biggest event of the year for most of these players. You can't just like turn a blind eye to a foul. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, it's just dumb. Uh, so I mean, if you're gonna, I think people think he's were just, I think people were just
0: hating on him because you know uh, nobody's really sure if it was a foul. You know, like if is yeah. he calling a well, foul and it's actually not a foul? Yeah. You're
1: yeah, assuming that he's lying, right?
0: I mean, yeah, because of, I mean, of course, if it really wasn't a foul, then yeah, that was a pretty. Yeah, and then
1: we're not and then we have no and then we have no issues. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone is on the same page that isn't Hunter Lombardo or his mom, right? Everybody's on the same page. You're a nit, you're a douche. Everyone hates you. But we're going to take him for his word that it was a foul, at least in his mind. And Scott is going to say the same. That it well not the same but the, the opposite right because
0: yeah in his
1: it, the both things can actually be true in this situation Hunter can think that he did foul and Scott can think that he didn't foul and one of them's right but it doesn't really matter at that point because you're not talking about what is you're talking about what is perceived mm-hmm. gotta have a ref on every table and if not you're gonna have situations like this just just kind of is what it is I don't know. Yeah. but I, I i the people that are like dragging hunter through the and i'm not like a huge hunter apologist I, i'm not i mean i i've actually i mean I, i've told this story a few times the first time i ever met him he disrespected me like crazy now we've been okay since but i i'm not the biggest hunter lombardo fan based off of the way that he treated me the first time i ever met him when i was a nobody and i still am a nobody but the first time i ever met him was not a good exchange uh with that being said i still think that people are being incredibly unfair to him
0: i think he's gotten barred from like a couple of holes a couple yeah yeah it's but it's
1: it's silly I mean it's absolutely silly (laughs) if uh, the only way that you can drag him through the mud like he's been dragged through the mud is if 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 he's absolutely lying and you know that he's lying because if he thinks that Scott fouled, then he's being absolutely warranted and what he's doing is absolutely fine There's nothing wrong with calling a foul, just like you would never not call a foul if he scratched or if he hit the wrong ball first or if he tapped the cue ball on accident. Well, what's the difference between him tapping the cue ball this far and saying, well, it didn't really go anywhere. It's not going to affect anything. Let me shoot it again, right? No, it's a foul. Just like your shirt touching is a foul. They all know the rules going into it. Whatever.
0: I think, I think you know, I don't know. It's it's kind of just a weird situation, honestly. I mean, the shirt – touching the ball. I mean, I don't think even if the shirt does touch the ball, Scott's not going to feel it just cuz the shirt's probably hanging down a little bit. But um yeah, you still oh, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, but even then though, I mean I feel like I don't know, in my eyes, I don't think I, I don't know. I don't think it should have been a foul.
1: You don't think it should so, so the, the, what you're telling me is you don't think all ball fouls should be a foul?
0: No, 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 no. Like I'm just saying, the like, specific one. If it was obvious, like.
1: So where do you draw I the mean, line? What's obvious and what's not? Because obvious? because maybe it was obvious to Hunter. Maybe it was draped over top of
0: it. See, see, that's the thing. I mean, I didn't have Hunter's point of view. Yeah. I'm saying from my point of view. Sure. I don't. I don't know what Hunter's point of view was. Sure.
1: It's yeah. I mean, you, you got to have a ref on all tables, and then this is all solved. I, I, yeah. I think that's, that's the answer, right?
0: Yeah. Or I mean, don't
1: make all ball fouls a, a foul, but you can't do that either.
0: Cause well, well, you can't, you can't do that because I mean, players could purposely move balls. There it is. I mean, it's a crappy
1: situation. However, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I think that that happening to Scott Frost was the best thing that could have possibly happened for his career. And I believe that because uh, Scott Frost probably doesn't get an invite to the booth. If that doesn't happen, he probably and doesn't I, get I, in there to do some commentary. And we found out how amazing of a commentator he is in that matchroom booth. He was freaking fantastic.
0: I and didn't get you a cannot... chance to listen to him, but I heard he did. He's really great.
1: Well. He was. He was great. He was amazing. He was awesome. He's going to be a staple, guaranteed, going forward uh, of matchroom pool he's going to be another Jeremy Jones and and it's going to be awesome having two American voices in there to go with all those, those crazy uh, English fellers. It's going to be really nice hearing more of Scott's voice. You, what was
0: that? Did you hear what some, some weird noise started happening? Did you hear that? No. Oh, okay. I was some weird noise was happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we, yeah, yeah. We have, yeah. We have,
0: we have I, I definitely heard have, he's great.
1: We got 45 people across all forums. Uh, I have to assume that most of you guys watched this. What did, did anybody hear him actually do some commentary? What'd you guys think? Let's hear it from you guys. I thought he was fantastic. I mean, I thought he was pretty dang close, uh, to JJ with very, very little, you know, I don't, I maybe he has a knowledge of JJ. I don't know. I, I mean, I would have to hear more of how he like interacts, uh, and how he's able to get that that uh, that across but Scott Frost I thought was absolutely fantastic in the box and I am looking forward to hearing more and more and more of him. I thought it'd be sweet so yeah he definitely has
0: a lot of knowledge of the game
1: I think that this could have been the best thing for his career because it makes him very very um what's the best way of saying this it makes him the victim which makes people already have a little bit of sympathy for him. And then you throw him in the box and he turns out that he's an absolute amazing voice on stream. Uh, great knowledge, great talker, great voice. He does have a great voice. Might be the best thing for his career. He may have just set himself up to be a commentator in the biggest expanding nine ball tour the game has ever known. Let's see a Shorty Dancer says, oh, yeah, Scott does a great commentary. I haven't heard him before. I was impressed. Melissa uh, McBride, Payne's mother, uh, said amazing. Michael McDaniel, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Mike Davis, he was very good for sure. It was nice to have a new voice in the mix. Carlos Rodriguez, The Freezer did well. Joe Le- uh, Leandro, Leandro, I'm going to go with Leandro. Fantastic, very well spoken. Really hope him and Matchroom can partner for more events consensus i haven't heard anybody say that it wasn't good i mean might be it might might be a great thing for his career that's my unpopular opinion yeah although maybe it's maybe it's uh, more popular than i thought it was going to be <laughs> but i don't know uh well, it was kind we... of
0: the same situation with that happened with joey yeah Last no, year, a, the a little well
1: oh, yeah yeah i suppose because that, that really threw um that really threw i mean joey kind if of he would have beat State, Shane
0: right? If he would have beat Shane, that probably would have been bigger, I think. But um...
1: Kurt, We got Kurt Elliott over here being an absolute troll. This is why I hate <laughs> people. like, I just hate people that do this. I just I, – I hate but, Kurt Elliott.
0: Um, but, yeah, Joey, they were 7-7 though, right?
1: He's my teammate on Tuesday. Oh. I can say that about him. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Joey I'm and Shane
0: – to... Yeah, it was it was seven
1: it was seven seven at the time, and Joey was about to go up eight seven. No, no, I think it was seven six. I think Joey was up. I think that made it
0: seven six. Joey.
1: I think it might have been. I think that I think that would have put Joey up with three games clear of Shane breaking. I think. I don't think they were even. I think I think Joey was up a game because I think that made it even. Because I think Shane beat him by two games ultimately. I think he beat him like eight to six.
0: Oh okay.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what
0: the final score was, but
1: somebody out there in the chat will know and tell us but all. yeah i mean yeah jackie diamond no. i it was nice seeing you as well i got to see her at the u.s open briefly um no i i i guess any other big takeaways from the event um i don't know what you got
0: i think kind of covered it yeah
1: i think so as well and happy birthday it was your birthday on the third day right third day you turned 17.
0: Yeah. yep September 27th yep so thank you're, you you're,
1: thank you you're almost an actual adult now you're getting closer
0: yep. and then more there's going to be nothing you
1: then there's going to be nothing protecting you from me beating you up I'll only go to jail then <laughs>
0: yeah
1: uh did you guys talk about the co-match with yeah well you talked about it briefly I mean the, what is there to talk about I mean coping Chung is just a freaking monster uh, what uh Aloysius gets to the table two times, I believe. I think.
0: I don't know how many times he got to the table, but um it wasn't and many.
1: He didn't play an offensive shot. Uh,
0: yep, I'll see you in uh, I'll see you in Austria, Wojtek. We'll we'll be hanging out while Nate's stuck at home. I hate you. <laughs> Thank you everybody for the birthday wishes. Thank you. Thank you. So I don't know. I don't know. Jackie and Shorty Dancer. Thank you guys.
1: Yeah, the next event for you, I guess, is uh, Austria, huh? When you leave?
0: I leave October twelfth. My mom didn't want to fly out October 13th because it would have been Friday the 13th.
1: Your mom didn't or you didn't?
0: She didn't.
1: (laughs) Is your mom just as like crazy as you when it comes to these
0: things? Uh no, not quite. Not quite. She probably gets a little bit more stressed than I do.
1: Uh, Kurt Elliott. Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about the pockets earlier. Um, they're freaking brutal, man. They're absolutely brutal. They were cut. I feel like the cuts were tough too. Like I mean, they just didn't. They just didn't seem like normal cut pockets for diamond. Did you? Mm-hmm. You think that?
0: Uh, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I thought they played well. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We well, measured them. Center. We measured them right, and they were like they were advertised as four inches, but they were just under four inches, right? Well,
1: the the table that we had next to our booth was uh, three and fifteen 16s, Which you want to call me a nit for saying it's one sixteenth <laughs> of an inch off? Fine, go ahead. Let's see you let. When you have a sixteenth of an inch and the pockets are that tight, that makes a freaking big difference. <laughs> that makes a huge difference. Anytime you're taken away from those pockets, at that point, it's there's not much room. There just is not much room.
0: Yeah, there was several. I mean, there, it was, was, there uh, was. It was difficult cutting the balls down the rail. I would say.
1: Oh yeah, big time. You couldn't catch the rail going in. You, you just couldn't.
0: You had to hit it. You had to hit it with a good stroke. You couldn't hit it hard.
1: Good speed, yeah. You can you can play them too too fast. Yeah, it's tough.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, but it's everyone's I don't playing know, the I mean, same conditions, the, the right? Top players are still performing insane. I mean, Cope and Chung didn't miss a ball, didn't let yet make a ball on these conditions.
1: Here's the true question.
0: <laughs> oh my there god! Go. Oh.
1: How about um, them boys? How did yeah? How the Cowboys do all they out there? Did they, did they play that like uh that red bird? They, they uh from, they just like, beat Arizona? they just
0: beat the Patriots thirty eight to three I think. Yeah, they did. Didn't they, I think they? I'm pretty they positive they, have, they just beat the they Patriots thirty eight three.
1: What was that? That red or orange? They played, they played
0: awful. They played awful.
1: How about them boys? <laughs> hey, but. <laughs>
0: But how about them Packers though, Alicia? How about them Packers? Hey boys,
1: boy, can I get the can I get uh you to how about them boys? Can I can I get one of those for Sam? It's so it's so funny. At least Chiefs. I'm not a
0: bandwagon <laughs> Chiefs fan, Nate.
1: A bandwagon, I've been a Chiefs fan since two thousand and
0: one. Since two thousand
1: and nineteen.
0: One. No, I don't think so.
1: One. Priest Holmes, baby, best running back ever.
0: you've been alive since
1: 1984 Oh, you want to know my favorite part about all this is it's like you can talk smack all you want and i have this power i get to just kick him out whenever i want this is this is this is where it is right here and then i can bring it back oh and then he just left
0: no he he just turned
1: off his camera (laughs) 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 all right so what do you what are you most looking forward to for austria (laughs) um
0: not the flight
1: not, <laughs> not the before. flight yeah what what is that going to be a uh, austria that's got to be nine hours
0: ten hours it's a total of ten so we're gonna fly in we're flying from chicago o'hare to uh frankfurt germany Listen, that's
1: oh dang it i was way
0: Nope. Off. going to frankfurt germany and then we're going to fly to slovenia so that from from chicago to germany is 7 hours and then we got a 2 hour layover we heard that's like a decent time for a layover but um then we not have how long a of flight it is 3 hour 3 hour flight from frankfurt to slovenia i'm not sh- exactly sure where we're at in slovenia but it's going to be in slovenia where our final stop is and then we got a get on a 40-minute shuttle to uh, for Austria.
1: That's really cute. Diamond thinks that uh, you got over your fear of flying. No. He has not gotten over. Nope.
0: He has gotten not gotten over his fear yet. of anything. So Yeah, that's I definitely have... not over the fear of flying.
1: So uh, my cat, I have a cat, Luna. And she's deathly afraid of ceiling fans. Like, she'll walk into a room. Like, if, if she's walking into a room, she'll look up at the ceiling. If she knows there's a ceiling fan and she just looks at it like this, like, with, the, like, the biggest, like, scared face that you'll ever see on a cat.
0: That's Until like she knows that it's off.
1: And that's, like, you walking into, a, like, a, a room with tall ceilings. Sam just walks in. He's like.
0: He's not wrong really
1: He's afraid of everything. He doesn't get over anything.
0: I. We had to, at the U.S. Open, there was a, a double because we had to go up two escalators to get up to the tournament floor and you could look down from the from the top floor to the bottom of the first escalator. And it was it was far. And I was like, holy crap, I'm going to get away from this edge.
1: I know I had to pull you off of it twice after losing your second match.
0: <laughs> <Stop>.
1: <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Anyways, uh I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Did that make your mom laugh?
0: Yes, it did. <laughs> Good. It did.
1: <laughs> I I like how my jokes are like 10 seconds behind and I just hear her chuckling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she's she's listening to her, to us on her phone. But um uh But yeah, I'm going to be playing the World 8 Ball Championships next week or not next week, 2 weeks, starting the 17th and then i'll be playing the world juniors 2 days later on the 19th so
1: which which one are you more excited for
0: probably both i mean i i, I don't know I, the world 8 ball i think
1: you're like you're like that the parent like which of your children do you love more i love them both equally knowing that that's absolutely a lie nobody loves their children equally Nobody. Yeah,
0: I, mean, I, I want to win both, but I I, I definitely <laughs> have more of a chance more of a chance in the junior event. But um I don't know. Well, I, I don't know.
1: I think we're all going to be pulling for you. And if well, you win it, I
0: appreciate it. it. If,
1: if you win the world uh the world juniors, uh can I request that you do one thing?
0: Not join the podcast.
1: Well, you gotta say, all right, you wanna hear how this event went. You need to check out the next "Queue it up podcast and how about them boys? And then you could just walk away. Just drop. Them I will say how away. about
0: them boys. I will say how about them boys, and I'll also say that the Chiefs are trash. They're actually not trash. I just They're just trash because you like them. That's probably true.
1: All right. Well, I think that's a good place to leave off the podcast today, then. Uh yeah, it was fun. congratulations, Sam. In all honesty, as much as I don't like you. Uh, your performance was pretty impressive and, uh, it took a 50 year old man, uh, playing mind games with you to, uh, to stop you from beating them. So, and to, to get yourself knocked, it takes, it takes a robot, a Russian robot and a 50 year old man playing mind games to stop you from making the final 64. And that's pretty impressive.
0: Good work. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And with that, you didn't
0: mean it. I meant
1: it a lot. I'm right. And with that, we can close out this week. Thank you all for tuning in, and thank you for Jacoby Custom Cues for continuing to support the podcast. Uh, we love them. You will as too. If you ever want yourself a Jacoby Custom Cue, make sure to reach out to the podcast or myself, and we can get you hooked up. Other than that, uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you next week.
0: Adios.